Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Insane in the Membrane. Hello and welcome to Insane in the Membrane's top 10 biggest episodes in no particular order. We're building up to our third anniversary. That's it, three wonderful podcasting years. We brought you some amazing guests in that time, but we wanted to like sort of go through some of the best ones. I mean, they're all brilliant. Every episode has been fantastic, but we just want to bring up some of the some of the ones we thought people might be interested in again because they get buried. There's so many podcasts out there. That we've got so many episodes. We wanted to bring these up again, um, and I mean, there's been 150 episodes. So do you know what I mean? It's like it's a lot to trawl through. I know for some people, and so some of these names get lost. So we thought we'd bring them back up again. Um, and so here we are. Also, like I say, a big thank you to our patrons because again, we couldn't do this without you. You really are spectacular human beings. Thank you so much for all that you do. Um, we've got our uh, patrons like Ellie Freeman. Ellie Freeman. I'll tell you what as well. On our Instagram, we talk about music all the time. She's got great taste in music. It's a nice one, Ellie. And also, I'm going to have a go at this. Now, I apologise because I have not seen this name before. Um, and so I'm going to give it a go. And I apologise in advance. If I get this wrong, uh, I'm going to say, oh, here we go, here we go, right? Quillon O'Lion. I hope that's right. It's Quillon or Quillon, Quillon O'Lion. I hope that's right, mate, and I apologise if it's not. Do drop me a line and I'll do it properly. Uh, it's just, it's a beautiful name. It's just, I've never, it, I don't really, I've never seen that name before. And that's not you, that's me. I should be a, a, more educated. I should be more educated. Uh, but thank you. Thank you so much for everything you do. Uh, this is another episode from April 2020, um, and it was the first UK uh, lockdown. It was in full effect. You know, we were all we were all in amongst it, um, and he was at home with his family. And it, you know, it, it, the thing is, he's, you know, he's the he's one of the busiest people on the television. He's everywhere. He's doing everything. And bless him, he kept he like we kept saying, "Let's get you on, let's get you on." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we will. I'd love to, love to, love to." And then a couple of times, like, he rang me. He's like, "Rich, let's sort this out." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah oh, mate, this is really cool because you don't want to pester people, especially someone that was busy as this guy." Um, so for him to be ringing me and going, "Yeah, let's do it, let's do it, stop mucking around, let's do it," and I'm like, "All right, yeah, let's sort it out." And we did. We managed to do it, uh, and it was a great chat. Again, he's a wonderful human being, brilliant comedian, just a top, top dude. So coming up now is Romesh Ranganathan. How's that? Great. As long as Romesh can hear, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah I can hear. You. Sound beautiful, mate. Yeah, and you, man. It's lovely yeah. to hear your voice finally. You too. <laughs> How you find it with the kids? It must be. 
Well, they must be having, yeah, they must be having a great time. Well, they initially it was absolute euphoria in our house yeah. when school kicked out. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and they thought it was just going to be extended holiday. So um, we obviously we had a chat with them about how we're going to be trying to, uh, in some way, simulate their educational experience at home. Uh, so there was obviously the, the crash of that. Uh, for them oh, emotionally. Yeah, and then... Um, <laughs> of course, be- dad's, a, dad's a teacher as exactly. well. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now but, to the floor. Yeah, but um, last week, uh, towards the end of last week, I would say that their enthusiasm for listening to anything we had to say was uh, rock bottom. And then this week, it, they, they've had a bit of a second wind. I mean, it's been all right. But the truth is, is that, you know, in your head, you think that homeschooling is going to be you being a teacher, but it's not. It's you failing to log into a website that the, t- that the school has sent home while your kids shout at you. Do you know what I mean? That's basically what, that is what homeschooling is. Totally different uh, batch of skills. I think that's what's happening with everybody because we're all trying to do stuff online and it's showing up the fact that none of us are built for this. We, yeah. we, we need other people to be like, I, like, I've got producer Paul to go, right, plug that in there do that and then Jade comes in and goes get out of the way you idiot and yeah. put that in there and so yeah I'm just flapping around going oh where do I talk do I talk to someone now I know uh, yeah must be the same with you just, just yeah I'd- well I think it's the, with with the kids as well it's kind of you're trying to uh, you're trying to do a lot of weird you're trying to stay on top of it with them but also not looking too stressed because you don't want that to you don't want to transfer that to them. It's obviously, it's obviously a bit of, it's a weird time and we want to protect them as much as we can from any anxiety to do with that. Do you know what I mean? But of course, but then, but then they get too casual and I think, fuck it, they could do with a little bit of anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) To start showing them pictures of uh, supermarkets, empty shelves. Exactly. Yeah. We don't know if this will go back to normal, you know, boys. (laughs) Get off the table. (laughs) Do your work. Have, so have you, have they, do they have a grasp? How old are your kids? 10, 8 and 5. So have they got a grasp of what's happening or vaguely? Yeah, I mean, our yeah. eldest son is is pretty across it. And in fact, he's, he's picked me up on a couple of things. Because I, I think everyone's attitudes has, have changed a bit because, you know, even the people that were most in tune with this and how serious it was going to be, didn't, I don't think anybody could have quite predicted it was going to be, it was going to, turn our lives upside down in the way that it has done. But I remember when it was first starting to happen, I, I took, we took the kids to the cinema and uh, this is obviously much, much pre lockdown and even inklings of lockdown before anybody wants to tweet me. But, um, <laughs> but, but we, um, we pulled up and the car park was empty and I said, Oh, this is a, yeah, it's one of the benefits. And then my son, then Theo, our oldest son just went, uh, dad, it's a global pandemic. And I don't think you should be saying comments like that. And I was like, all right, mate. <laughs> all uh, right I'll keep it light. Yeah, exactly. Light, exactly. <laughs> but the, the other two, the younger two just couldn't give a shiny shit. Do you know what I mean, I mean, they know the words and they know it's something that's going on, but as far in, in terms of they're very, you know, they're very, uh, zen in terms of they look at things how they directly affect them they don't think about what might happen they don't think about what could happen so currently what is happening is that they're having every day off so for them yeah, right. they're loving life do you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the same with all of us we have days like when it for, well we've been locked down now this is our third week because yeah. as soon as it because Jade's got really bad asthma so as soon as right. it started happening we were like right let's lock ourselves away and then you know, you have you have days where, like we were being creative and we were running around and we were laughing and we were making food and that. And that. But then I think the last couple of days you kind of go, yeah, this is actually deadly serious. And 
it's only going to get a little bit, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And so we have these days where we're just, we're just low. We're just like, how do, how do we get through this? And then you get another wave of like uh, positivity and you're up again. And, and that must be difficult for you because you've, you've got to kind of hold the whole family up if you like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it can, I guess it can. I mean, I, the, the, the thing is you've, I find with these things is, is you've got to recognise when you're starting to go wrong and, you know, mentally, I mean, and adapt. Yeah, you know I mean? So, yeah. so for example, when this all started to happen, you know, we were, we weren't engaging with it. We were engaging with it, but we were d- dealing with the day to day, which is making sure the kids are all right and figuring out what we're going to do and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Anyway, when it all first started to kick off, I think everybody's gone through this experience, but I had one night in particular that was really bad where um, the kids had gone to bed, Leisha and I had watched a bit of telly and then she went to sleep. And then I made the mistake of deep diving into the news and the figures and oh, all that no. stuff. And I managed yeah. to send myself into an absolute panic spiral. And it wasn't, and the thing was, is that, you know, that can happen. It's yeah. the, the worst time it can happen is, you know, I'm lucky enough to be uh, to be in a house with a family. But for me, you know, Lisa was asleep. I'm not going to wake her up to say, oh, by the way, I've just head fucked myself. Do you mind waking up and talking <laughs> me down out of it? Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So it's those things where you go, okay, well, from now on, I'm not going to have my phone in with me. I'm not going to start looking at that type of shit when I'm going to go to bed. Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. also I'm going to, I'm going to go out of my way to look at other stuff or, or, you know, you might even be looking for positive news and stuff. Like, I know it sounds a bit wanky, but the truth is no, it's right. you've got to look after yourself in that way. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. That's, I mean, we've, we've done that as well. Jade's gone down these dark, dark tunnels, right. looking at, looking at every, all the facts and the figures and then this yeah. and then that. And then I have turned around and gone, babe, listen, let's watch, let's go on TikTok for 20 minutes. Yeah, you like yeah. it? You like it on there? Let's go and, <laughs> so trying to keep each other, we keep, we're keeping each other positive. We've also got Paul Sweeney, uh, fellow comedian and, and hairdresser yeah. staying with us. Oh, so, yeah. Well, I so saw this, Paul recently in New yeah. York, actually, because I was that's doing a right. few yeah, shows in New York. Said, he yeah. said, he said. How were the shows out there? Were they good? They were good, but it, do you know what? To be honest, the shows were great. I mean, it was great fun, but it was all starting to... New York was starting to get nervous about oh, yeah. about corona. It was all starting to kick off. So it was a, it was a weird time to be there, to be honest with you. But no, it was yeah. Good mate of mine was out there as well and he said it was weird seeing Broadway shut down yeah. Times Square shut down yeah. and you're like we've seen all this in movies but you never in a million years thought that we'd be experiencing this sort of thing do, do crazy know, uh, it is crazy but do you know the other thing I find so mad is how how everybody went from in, in I'm talking about in the UK and it looks like in America as well everyone been, went from being quite casual about it to shitting themselves because I was thinking like in New York when I was in New York, I went to Times Square when it was and it was still open and there's loads of people milling about, but it started at that stage. Do you know what I mean? So it's just yeah. that, that nobody had fully got to, or certainly the authorities hadn't got to grips with how seriously we were going to have to take this. Do you know what I mean? So you sort of think, well, that was it now. I think about that and I think, well, that was insane. Do you know what I mean? For, for, yeah. for, for that yeah, to be yeah, open yeah. up when, that was, when it was all out <laughs> in the open. It seems crazy. And even now I've got such into such into such a mental state about it that now, even when I'm watching like box sets or whatever, I think, fucking hell, they're a bit close. You, 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 do you know what I mean? You can't help. You're so yes. in that mindset now. Do you know what I mean? That anybody near each other, you think, Jesus Christ, guys, come on. I know. I went out the other day. I went out to get some essentials. I, did, I went um, in the evening because I thought it'd be a bit quieter. Yeah. And we were still doing that. Like we were keeping ourselves two metres apart. Right. And we were all queuing 
pro- uh, quietly. And then you get these maniacs that they'd already, they'd already sort of cancelled their own lives. They're already pissed all the time. They're already like, they've got no teeth. They're already like, it's quite a, like a nihilism to these people. Yeah. They're just weaving in and out of everyone else. They're going, yes. So we're like, mate, you got to, you got to move away a little bit. And he's like, oh, give a shit. And there's a, and you're like, some people are taking it really seriously. People are still believing that it's like the flu. It's a real, there's, because there's no, there hasn't been any like one concrete thing. They've gone, right, this is what it is. This is what will happen. They've all been, like the government have been a little bit vague about it all going, well, you know, it might be like the flu. You might, you might want to just back off a little bit. You might want to do this. You might want to, instead of going, right, keep away from everybody. You're going to die. You know what I mean? It's, I it's, know, a, weird, I t- it's a weird I, way they've done it. Well, even when, even when, and you know, obviously, I don't want to get too political, but but even when, even when Boris Johnson made the the, the lockdown announcement, it didn't. I know there were people on Twitter just going, "So are we on lockdown now? Is that are we on lockdown? Yeah. Because you are allowed to go jogging, and you, you know, it just seems so. Yeah. It seems so vague and all over the place. And I think part of that, you know, I'm not saying that I'm I'm uh, desperate for an authoritarian state or anything like that, but no. it has led to a bit of ambiguity with regards to people's attitudes towards it, you know? And, and, and we went out for a walk the other day. Like, we're trying to get the kids out every yeah. day just so they don't go crazy. But you, you do start to ag- feel slightly aggressive towards people who aren't respecting that distance. And it's not even about us being self. We're not walking around thinking all these other people are unclean. It's a social no. responsibility. And I, I went around with like, my mum. I lent my mum my car. Like, because she crashed her car. Right. This is pre-corona. She crashed her car. Um, <laughs> there's a whole different set of issues to unpack there. But anyway, the long and the short <laughs> of it is, she she wanted, she needed a car to get to work. She's a key worker. So I dropped my car right. off to her, and she said to me, "How do I put petrol in it?" And then she came out to to check, and I ran away from her to stay away <laughs> oh, from mate. her. But the way she sees it is, I'm being this prick that thinks that I don't want to get whatever lurgy she's got. But I'm saying to her. No, I'm trying to look after you. Do you yeah, exactly. Like, you're, yeah. you're, you're more actually, statistically, you, I, do, I didn't say this, but you're statistically, you're more at risk than I am. I'm trying to protect you the way that you're, you're like, but she took it like, I don't want to catch this. Get the hell away from me, woman. Do you know what I mean? But it's just that, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that yeah, attitudinal yeah. difference. Do you know what I mean? People, you know, that, that whole thing of like that bloke going, I don't give a shit. Well, you know, there's nothing, you know, that, that whole thing, because we're so used to, uh, stiff upper lip and just carry on and we can troop through. That's not what this is about, man. Do you know what I mean? No. It's not, you're not going to power through this. It's, it's like you've got yeah, to exactly. follow the instructions, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, and that, like you say, it's looking out for other people. Yeah. Like like we've had symptoms, so we've just kept away from everyone. So we're like, right. we, in case we in case we infect someone that's got, that's got a weaker immune system to us. I mean, I dropped some shopping off to my youngest son yeah. over in Kent the other day and I left it on his doorstep and we were talking to each other through the front room window. And it, and it, and even he was like, he goes, I'm not coming out, Dad. I'm like, no, 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 you're fine. I don't want you to come yeah, out. I don't want you to stay there. But we, it was heartbreaking, but it had to be done. Yeah. We had to do it. It's how it's got to be. It's and such it's, a weird you know. thing to go through, though, isn't it? I mean, that is, yeah. you think to yourself, well, because my instinct is, well, fuck it, it's my mum. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like you know, you know, you sort yeah. of think, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you sort of think, like, it's family. Like, for you, going to see your son, you think to yourself, well, I should be able to, like, we, we don't have to obey the rules. It's my son. I'm going to go hug my son. But the, the, you yes. can't think like that. It, it's no. such a, it's a way of thinking that I don't think most of us in our lifetimes have ever had to experience. And so that's why it's such a, it's such an adjustment, you know? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I think in the last few years, 
people have been shown to be more self-centered than than they should be or, normal, yeah. or usually are and and then this on the top of all that now has really shone a light on like the the amount of like the, the stockpiling that people did and they and you know are not really giving a shit about people that don't have time to go shopping because they're too busy looking right. after the relatives that are ill and it it's really shone a light on humanity i think i think a lot of people have said this i think this might do us a favor in in some respects it might make us realize how privileged we are and you know well, hopefully I, 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 hopefully change our behaviors I, I wonder if it might you know but it's, it's difficult you know with this because obviously everybody you know people have been talking about the stockpiling and and people are doing it and i've seen it and obviously we've all seen it yeah and you kind of I, I flip between being annoyed at people for being so short-sighted and so selfish that they would do that but then also think to myself, well, I don't know how well-informed everybody is. I mean, no. I'm actively looking to find out uh, what, what's going on and what we should be doing, as are a lot of people. But certain people just want to disengage from that. And I do respect that. I respect yeah. if you just want to go, well, I'm told what I need to be told and the rest of it I don't want to know about. And so you do sort of think, well, if that information hasn't been disseminated properly, you are going to get people who are just shitting themselves and think, well, fucking hell, I'm in the shop now. I'm worried about my family. And then they just end up, they don't even think about the knock-on effect of that. Do you know what I mean? They might not even yeah. know what the situation is. And so it's kind of that thing where you think, well, I don't know. It's it, There's so many grey areas with regards to this. And I yeah. hope that, you know, at the end of it, we sort of all come out. I, I just, I, I totally agree with you. I think one of the things that might come out of this is an increased sense of empathy for, amongst yeah. society. And that would be a nice thing to see, I guess. Yeah, I hope so. That'd be, that would be a nice, that'd be a nice thing to do. Yeah. You know, it's a shit way of having to do it, but hopefully, you know, yeah. that's what I mean, you, you know, know. It's certain, you certainly wouldn't do it by design, but if that was, <laughs> an, if that was an accidental, yeah. an accidental <laughs> fallout of it, then that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, nice little byproduct of this <laughs> madness. Um, but you, but it's nice that you've got people around you you can talk. I thought that's what's happening as well. I'm hearing from people that I've not spoken to in like ten years. I'm getting messages from people. People are really starting to be there for each other and just going, "Look, man, I'm really sorry. Life got in the way, yeah. you know." And and then people that I've I've had beef with, that, you know, not nothing major, but just people like oh, I don't really need to speak to that person. Bridges are getting rebuilt, and yeah. and and it's a nice thing. And you've got you've got your wife as well and are you finding it easy to talk to each other about stuff uh yeah i think so i mean i um i, I i've lisa and i have been guilty as i think a lot of couples are of sometimes uh not fully engaging with each other even when we're at home together you know you might be looking yeah, at the phone yeah. or you're doing whatever and i think that um uh you know every now and again to be honest with you it, i'm talking about non non global pandemic times but yeah. normally we'll sort of we'll, we'll check ourselves and go oh, hold on a minute we've not really been chatting to each other properly let's make an effort and blah 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 and like let's you know keep put the phone somewhere else or whatever yeah and um but actually weirdly this uh because of the nature of of this situation and because it does cause you worry and anxiety it has actually weirdly made us you do end up chatting to each other more and like you do end up talking about, you've been very, very, I guess it lends itself to being very open about what your worries and concerns are about it. And, you know, a lot of talking about what we should do with the kids and how she's feeling about it, how I'm feeling about it. Um, 
Um, and again, I'm not saying that uh, I'm glad that Corona happened so that my wife and I can get on now. But what I mean is, is that, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, we, we have been, I, I, I've been in that, we've both been in a very fortunate position where we can, we can talk to each other about it. And, 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 and to be nice. honest with you, and, and also check each other sometimes, because there's been times when maybe I've thought Lisa hasn't been taking it seriously enough. And maybe Lisa thinks I haven't been, you know, that's sort of, you're almost each other's checks and balance, you know, you're keeping each other's mm, checks and balances yeah. in line where you sort of go, well, actually, hold on. I think there's, a- I think this is actually quite a big deal and it pr- you probably shouldn't go and make that visit or whatever, you know, little things yeah. like that. Yeah. It's like Jade and I, we were having couples counseling before all this kicked off. Right. And, um, and funnily enough, since this has happened, we've actually been more, a lot of the stuff that we were learning in the couples counseling, we've had, we've been able to apply to this, to this, you know, being locked in together for right. three weeks now. Yeah. And it's, whereas before we'd be shouting and hollering and, and screaming at each other, we've yeah. actually, we'll have a moment where we'll go, uh, listen, that, what you just did, uh, that's, that really annoyed me. And I'm really, I, I don't want to be a dick about it, but yeah. I just want to point out that that is a bit annoying. And then she'd be like, absolutely. I understand what you're saying. And, yeah. and then we have, we're having proper discussions, which is very nice. He's full of shit, Ramesh. <laughs> we've been, been fucking at each other. Ignore this fucking we have, not, we have been doing really well. We have been really well. No, we've been doing fine. <laughs> we had one day the other day where, Jade's gone off now. Oh, we had one day where we had a, pro- I think it was Sunday, we ended up having a proper tear up. Right. And, and Paul was in the other room. Paul Sweeney hid, hid in his room. Oh, really? Yeah. And then afterwards we were like, well, we probably shouldn't do that. But that's been one day you, as opposed to all the yeah, time. Yeah. But you know what, man? One of the things that this sounds like, I remember when I was, because I used to be a teacher, when I was teacher training, yeah. one of the things that they told us during teacher training is that if you can speak to a kid and disassociate their behaviour from them as a person, they will accept anything, you know, like, so if a kid's been a, you know, like shouting out in your class or whatever, rather than saying you're messing up this lesson or you're disrupting my lesson, if you say you're shouting out is disrupting my lesson, they, their level of acceptance of that is so much oh, more yeah. because you're, you're separating the kid from the behaviour. And um, weirdly, I do think that is, um, true of everything you know like I think you know in yeah. relationships and when I'm dealing with our kids and when Lisa and I are chatting to each other listen Rich I don't want to I don't want to put you under any illusion that we've got things right I mean fucking no, hell no of course we, not f- we fall out do you know what I mean yeah. I mean, you're human don't. beings mate. Yeah. you're human beings but I do think that that those things where you can go you, you can go my being a prick annoying Lisa is not me that I that she thinks I'm a prick it's just that thing that I did Yes. Fucked her off. Do you know what I mean? And it's that kind yeah, of thing yeah, where yeah. your ego wants to defend yourself. Do you know what I mean? And so yep. when somebody comes at you about something, you immediately think you're getting at me and then you kick back. And it's that, and that's your default. We're hardwired yeah, almost man. to behave like that. Do you know what I mean? And it's kind of Absolutely. I'm not listen, I'm not saying I've cracked it. I am I am absolutely abysmal to be in a relationship with, I'm pretty sure of that. But <laughs> but the truth is is that kind of trying to take Trying to, on occasion, trying to step out of that way of thinking is helpful, I think. But um, yeah, I certainly I, haven't I, mastered it. No, me either. I think, take, like you say, like when 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 we're arguing and, and Jay, or say, for example, Jay's kicking off and doing this, that and the other. Yeah. And I, I have to turn around and go, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's never, it's always me. I have to... I have to, in my head, I go, right, it's not personal. Something else is happening yeah. that's, that's made her angry. And then it's trying to come at it that way, trying to go, right, what is it then? What's because she's glaring yeah. at me now. <laughs> but, but often, mate, but the, th- the truth is, is like sometimes all it takes is, like I'd be in the middle of like 
expressing my views uh, to Lisa. I mean, I put myself in her shoes and I think, oh, actually, I do kind of, I do completely get it from her point of view. I know that sounds simple, but yeah, it's a matter of, I don't know, getting out of your your raised emotions to try and actually look at it logically. But I mean, that that helps. But the truth is, when you're tired, when you're anxious, when yeah. you're worried about shit, when stuff's piling on and you feel like, you know, it's getting a bit overwhelming, you haven't got the wherewithal to put those skills and techniques into motion. Do you know what I mean? You just fucking yeah. react. You just shoot from the hip. Yeah, and man. So, you know, it's easier said than done most of the time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But it, I was saying this, I was talking to someone just now before we were doing this and I yeah. said to them, you know, it's... Uh, there's no there's no uh, there's no destination with being a human being you're just always trying to improve and be better and trying to keep the shit bits to uh, as to a minimum yeah. all the way through your life and then one day you're not here anymore and that's that's what you're always trying to do so you'll have a hand on it one day but then the next day you might you know, like your sugar levels are low or something else has pissed you off and yeah so, totally man oh totally. man it's so complicated isn't it it's it so is. complicated but i think communication is so important and that's that's all we can do is try and talk to each other and 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 just I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard, isn't it? Well, well and, uh, it, yeah, it is. But the, you know, in the same way, like I, I always, um, you know, my my dad passed away for a few years ago, and so my mum's on her own. And I know yeah. that I know that I've been guilty before all this happened. I've been guilty of calling my mum functionally, you know, just going, "You're right," yeah. and just having a quick check in with her. Because I know that you're supposed to do that, you know. You know that's what yes. you're almost almost dutifully, rather than wanting to chat to. Whereas now, I think because I know I'm not going to see her, we're actually having proper chats, you know. And, I, oh, and, amazing. and, and that does happen. That has happened. You know, I'm not saying that's the first time it's ever happened, but I think you take those. I don't know. It's, it makes you take it for granted a little bit less. I think you know that's, I think that's so. certainly the effect it's had on me. Yeah, and I think because my dad's my dad's seventy four now, right? And, and mum said yesterday she went she put a thing on Facebook going, "Our dad was gardening, and now he's got a septic finger. He's had to go up to the hospital." And I'm like, "Why are you gardening?" <laughs> what, what you know? Whereas before, I'd be like, "Oh, he's idiots out in the garden." Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, "Dad, you could die from that now. What yeah, are you doing? Yeah. Sit down." And yeah, so we we were having proper conversations yeah. as well. But uh, yeah, but it was before, I was like, "Oh, I better ring me mum. I haven't rung her for a couple of weeks." Exactly. Yeah. You, yeah. You, 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 no, but you do do that. I mean, you sort of, yeah. you know, it's a horrible thing to admit, but sometimes I do think, "Well, I should phone mum." Do you know what I mean? And so you yeah. do it, and then you have the chat, and it's always. Don't get me wrong. I never think, "Oh, fucking hell, this is a chore." I do enjoy chatting to her, but <laughs> yeah, of course, you're not doing it because you want to. You're doing yeah. it because you feel like you should, and then once you've done it, you go. You almost tick it off a list, which is not how it should be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but you seem like you've got a nice relationship with your mum, anyway. Like the, the the stuff I've seen you do on telly, yeah, things like that. So my, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, my mum's great, man. I mean, the, yeah. the, the, tr- the truth of it is, is that um, my dad, um, my dad was not great to my mum, and they were very close right. by the time he passed away. But she, he put her through inadvertently, not deliberately, but he did put yeah. her through a lot of shit. And she, for a long time, single handedly raised my brother and I, and wow. so. You know, I, I owe her the absolute world. So there, there is yeah, nothing. Man. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because like sometimes Lisa, she'll say to me, fucking hell, like you, your mum could literally ask you anything and you'd go and do it. But <laughs> to me, I think to myself, well, I owe her so much. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. I'm probably bad. In terms, you know, if my mum said to me, 
that she wasn't sure I had to put petrol in her car that she'd been driving for years and years and years. I'll, I'll go go around and do it for her. And then Lisa <laughs> would be like, come on, Ron. Do you know what I mean? I think, <laughs> I, I think she might have just wanted you to go around, to be honest with you. you know? <laughs> well, I think that was the same. My dad's the same. I mean, my dad's still with us. And he, yeah. he, had, a te- he had a terrible upbringing. Right. And I think the shadow of that loomed large over over our life when right. he was growing up. He's a very angry man when we were growing up. He's a diamond as well in other areas, but yeah. he was a bit moody to he he did take he inadvertently took it out on the family. Right, the right. shit that had gone on with him when he was a kid. So yeah, it's um we we we're getting on better now, but he's he's been a very angry man for a very long time, and it's yeah. a, it's a because at the same time we go, it's me dad. I still love him, and I still he's done enough good stuff as well. Yeah, well, to my, sort of make you know, and you know, and that, I don't know if that was the same with your dad. Yeah, well, the, the truth is, is you know, my my dad, um, he's he he cheated on my mum a lot, and he was ha- he was having oh, this long term relationship with another woman, and he ended up going wow. to prison, and we ended up get like we ended up in a. We were, stuck, we were living in a bed and breakfast for a bit. Went through the council house uh, system. Oh, you know? wow, man. But, um, but, but the thing is, is that, um, I, and I really got angry with my dad as a result of all of that, because, you know, you well, can't yeah, help feeling like he's, you know, he's rejecting the family or whatever. And, I, and yeah, then I remember when he came out of prison, my mum my and my dad, uh, they made up. And I remember coming back from uni and I, I was, I'd become as a result of the, the things that had happened in the house, I'd become a bit of an arsehole as a kid, you know, a little bit sort right. of kicking against everything. So I was coming course, back from yeah. uni, being a bit inconsiderate, you know how teenagers can be or whatever. Yeah, so, of course, man. And I remember my dad was obviously pissed off. He'd seen me like coming in whenever I felt like it and just being a bit of a twat. Um, and uh, he picked me up on it. And um, I oh, remember wow. I turned around and I absolutely like unloaded on him. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. like, you've never been here. You fucked off and did this, that and the other. And then you come back here and you think you can tell me, you know, really horrible yeah, of course. Yeah. shit that if one of my kids said that to me, I would be devastated. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If, if I, and, and so I remember having that, having that go at him. And then I left, like walked out of the house or whatever. And yeah. they just let me go. Cause obviously thought I was like, I'd lost my shit or whatever. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. we never mentioned that conversation again. And then as time went on, my dad and I made up and we became very, very close again. And, and when, by the time my dad passed away, I, uh, you know, we were, we had a very good relationship. And, but the thing is after he passed away, I still thought about that conversation and I cried about it as one of the things that I regretted saying to him, oh, really? even despite the fact that I'd made my, that we'd made amends and, you know, we, yeah. we, 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 we were, we were very, very close. And I think, had I, you know, I just thank God that he hadn't passed away when that was still, ha- you know, do you know what I mean? If I had mm, not made absolutely. things up with him, I would have been yeah. so, I don't know what that would have done to me. Do you know what I mean? It was like. Oh, mate. It well, it's funny, a- isn't it? Because it was like, but judging by what you've just said and then yeah. where, where that feeling came from, I mean, it was justified, but you still felt guilty. Well, it's just for, because, for doing yeah, it, you know? it's because, I don't know, you, you, you can't help thinking, do you know, I don't know why my dad made the decisions he did. And I don't know what pressures he was under. I don't know what no. he was going for, any of those things. And I'm not saying that justifies how he behaved at all. No. But I think that regardless of what he did, the way that I spoke, I mean, it was, it was brutal. Do you know what I mean? It's probably the most brutal thing I've ever said to anybody. Do you know what I mean? That, oh, that really? sort of, that, that monologue to him. Mm, and, I, wow, and you know, so I think, regardless of what he did, it, it, as you know, I, I, in, my, in my heart, I feel like he didn't really deserve to hear that. From yeah. Him. 
I remember doing a similar thing with my dad and I saw it was a moment where the there was the, the, the power dynamic changed between us. Right. Where <clears throat> I'd split up with the mother of my kids. I was living back there for a bit um, and he came in and I was sat in his chair and I was on the phone. Yeah. Um, it's about 20 years ago now and he came in from work and he looked at me and he's like, and he mouthed like, you're in my chair. And I and I I lost my shit. And right. I just went, you, you're in your fucking chair. I let, and I threw the chair across the room. Yeah. And I really lost my shit. Because I was going through this other stuff. Yeah. And all that sort of thing. And then I stood up and he and he went to go for me. And he went, he goes, I'm not having this. And I went, yeah, we're gonna fucking do. And he flinched. And that first that was the, I I cried my eyes out because oh, I saw mate. he became he went from being my dad to this like little man. And I and I went out and just I just I remember driving my car off, thousand miles an hour, driving off, just crying. I couldn't I couldn't control myself. Yeah. And yeah, I was just heartbroken. And went back afterwards and said to him, Dad, I'm listen, regardless of anything, I should never ever talk to you in that way. That's that's yeah. Like you've just said, regardless yeah. of anything that's gone before, yeah. You yeah. Know, you did you did you're my dad and you never you know, I should have more respect. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Yeah, so I get it, man. You're so mad yeah. with the parent thing. I mean this is a much more a uh, much uh lighter example than than the one that you just gave. But like Yeah, remember, sorry about that. No 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 I'm not saying I'm just saying I'm just sort of I don't want to trivialise what you just said, but yeah. like my, I remember the first, my mum my used to like hit us a fair bit, right? Like not right. hard, but she used to give us, you know, Sri Lankan upbringing, do you know what I mean? Anyway, I, remember, <laughs> I, 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 remember, I don't know, my, my, that was the same with us as well. <laughs> my mum's got some Sri Lankan. Yeah, there. maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> She's got some cultural uh, influences or something. But um, <laughs> I remember the first time my mum was like, my mum was chasing me around the bedroom and uh, because the bedroom was like, uh, was messy and right. she tripped over and like fell, like fell down. And I remember thinking, shit, I didn't know mum could fall down. I didn't know she could trip over. Oh, like, wow. like the cycle, like, I just thought my parents were so perfect. I didn't see them as people. Do you know what I mean? You see them as these yeah, infallible, yeah, yeah. these infallible beings that always get everything right and their judgment is impeccable and all that. You go yeah. through that. As a kid, that's what you believe. And then obviously, as you get older, you realise that they're just, they're just regular people. Do you know what I mean? They make mistakes and stuff like that. But yeah. it's such a weird thing, isn't it? Those little changes in your perception of your parents are so mad. Oh, mate. Yeah, like you say, they go from being your parents that know yeah. everything yeah. to being human beings that are just trying to get by themselves. Yeah. They're still working it out. I remember arguing with my mum. was in my, my brother's bedroom and he had a bed with no legs on it. So the bed was low down. Right. And we were, we were arguing and dad came up to tell us to pack it in. So again, I was, a, I was just an arsehole teenager. But mum stepped back and didn't see the bed and she fell onto the bed. Right. And I went to help her up. Oh, shit, mum, you're right. And dad yeah. thought I'd pushed her over. And he went, he came flying in and he's, he's hanging on to me. He goes, how fucking dare you? How dare you? I'm like, no, no, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't. She fell over the bed. She fell over the bed. And then mum's on top. He goes, I fell over the bed. I fell over the bed. It was like a proper cartoon moment. It was terrifying. Yeah. But in uh, that moment, it was like, we all just went from, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, we're all just human beings yeah. trying to just get through this shit, man. I know. Yeah. And then I sort of, uh, you, you think about how open to be about that with your kids. Because I, 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 on occasion, well, on more than one occasion, I reckon on occasion every day, I'd make a wrong judgment about something to do with like something the way I should say, something I should say to them or uh, disciplining them or whatever like that. And I remember yeah. thinking to myself, well, my mum and dad never said this to me, but I have on occasion apologised to my kids for getting it wrong. Do you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. I, I remember like giving my eldest son like a real bollocking about something. 
And then it became apparent that he had behaved absolutely appropriately for what he thought was going on. Do you know what I mean? Like in the right, same way. Your, okay. And so yeah. then I had to go and say to him, I just made a wrong judgment call. And I just said to him, I realised why you did what you did. And I realised why you thought it was all right to do that. And I said to him, I just got to hold my hands up. I'm not always going to get it right. I said, Amazing. I just, you know, and I, at the same time, you sort of think, well, that could be a good thing to do, but also I could also be undermining every single future time I tell him off or something. Cause he's, <laughs> cause he's just thinking to himself, yeah. oh, this prick's going to realize he's made a mistake and comes to have to apologize later on. <laughs> yeah. Just undermined your authority completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. it now. Done. But it's funny with my kids, I was very, oh, again, when I, you know, when they were little, I was a very angry man right. for whatever reason. And then I got it wrong a lot. And I remember recently saying to my, cause they're 22 and 28 now. My right. Dad. And I said to them, I said, look, look um, I, I feel, I have to say this, I could have been better. I feel I could have been better. They're like, dad, what are you talking about? You were fine. Yeah. They go, oh, maybe I'm overthinking it then. Maybe I'm yeah. putting too much pressure on myself as well. But that, like you say, being honest with your kids and having that, opening up those those uh, avenues of dialogue is, is very important. Yeah. It's good yeah. That, you, that you can do it, man. Yeah. I think that it's a, it's a, it's a thin line though, between you want to, you want to be open with them and you want to be honest. This is my opinion, by the way. I'm not saying yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. No, I'm no authority on this, but um, you want to be open with them. But at the same time, you aren't their mates. Do you know what I mean? And I think that, no. it's, that it's that thing of like, I sometimes feel like I, I, I go the other way too much. And sometimes they see me as like a, a laugh. And I think, well, I've still got to be the person that's guiding them at the same time. Do you know what I mean? And I, I've got to yeah. have them. It's a, it's a weird one. It's a weird line to walk, you know, and everybody has it, has their own way of doing it. Um, and the truth is, I, 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 I don't think I've picked up any consistency at all. You know I, 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 <laughs> sometimes I'm an absolute laugh. Then the next thing I'm bollocking him and they're going, oh, very funny, Dad. And, oh, shit, no, serious. <laughs> so it is just completely unpredictable. <laughs> That's what they want to hear. Dad's a nutter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a fucking maniac. One day I laugh at that, the next day I smash you in the face. You just can't tell with him. <laughs> oh, man. But it was like, because I had, my lads used to come over to mine at weekends and so... If their mum had said anything like, look, they've been doing this, they've been doing that, I wasn't ever going to tell them off because yeah. I didn't want them to be coming to me and then oh, I'm man. telling them off and then t sending them home again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want it to That's the pressure be... in it. I've got mates that are in yeah. that situation. And you just, what you want is to be fun. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. want them to want to come and see you. Do you know what I mean? Objectively. Exactly. Uh, it's yeah. such a hard one it's a hard one but now I'm in that position now they're older now they're, they're actually grown men I think we're in that position like we talked about with our parents like right. sometimes they ring me because they think they have to <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, it's now come full circle now yeah. like, oh, I better ring I better check in with dad like my yeah. oldest will ring up and he's like alright dad I'm like yeah yeah you're alright yeah yeah good dad just checking in <laughs> All right then, cheers then. <laughs> uh, I can't do what my dad used to do. I go, do you want to talk to mum? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. there's, there's always, there was, my, my dad's the best for that. I ring him up and then he's like, yeah, good. Here's mum. And you're like, all right, all right thanks, dad. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the thing. I haven't, now we're getting older and uh, we, we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to. No, no, totally fine. Totally fine. Talking about your, your dad passing on. Yeah. Uh, have you... Have you got your head around that? Is that? I, I'm always curious because I've I've been I haven't had anyone really close to me go yet, and yeah. so I don't really I don't know I don't know how it feels. And it is it, is it something you've got your head around? Uh, I I don't know. It's, no, it's it's such a weird when when Dad died. I obviously you know you're completely distraught and you react in the textbook ways you expect someone to to react and then mm. for ages after that i didn't you know i didn't cry at his funeral i, I wasn't crying every day like my right. mum was and like and that what well, nobody picked me up on it or anything it's just everybody reacts in different ways don't they and yeah. so but then what would happen is i'd get caught by surprise like i remember years ago i was driving back from a just a tonic gig and I got involved in a car smash, and um, oh, shit. I, the car got—I had to get pulled over, and I got pulled. I had to pull the car over, and the police came and took me to Watford Gap Services, and then my dad came and picked me up um, and took oh, me oh, home, yeah. like in the middle of the night. I mean, like months after my dad had died, like maybe a year over a year, I'd be—I was driving uh, to another gig, and I went past Watford Gap Services, and I remembered that moment, and I just started crying, like you know, oh, you just suddenly, mate, yeah, and so it's all these little. Like every now and again, these little triggers happen that sort of that kick off a memory and stuff. And um, yeah. I don't know; it's a weird one. You never really fully. I mean, it, it's it's little things that you start to get sad about. I mean, we've got recordings of Dad, but you start to forget what his sound, what he sounded like. Complete, you know, his voice. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. crystal clear as it was in my head. You know, and and little things like that. And. Uh, I don't know, man. It's yeah. it's it's a hard one. I don't think you ever really fully recover from something like that. I think it can grab you at any time. I remember I was doing on my last tour. Um, I came out of the show and there were some people waiting outside after the show, and there was a Sri Lankan family there, and the dad of the family said, "I really enjoyed the show, but he sounded." just like my dad oh, wow. and I finished the conversation, but it was as much as I could do to finish the conversation without crying in front of them. Oh, mate. It was, you know, and it completely caught me by surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's things like that. And, uh, you know, my, my mum, she will talk about things that dad did to her like that happened yesterday, you know? Right. And so I, I, and those are positive things as well as negative things. She, she, she you'll have a chat with her. 
she started talking about something he did where he's flirting with some woman at a party. And right. she'll talk about it like she's planning on chatting to him about it this evening when he gets home from work. And I'm like, Mum, <laughs> there is no point in getting angry about this anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, it's, like, it's this, is, oh. this is totally needless. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's an ongoing thing. And, and the yeah. truth is sometimes I go the other way, mate, in all honesty. Like, oh, really? When you get busy with work, yeah. you, you get on with stuff and you've, and, and then I'll realize that I haven't thought about dad for a bit and feel bad about that. Do you know what I mean? But you oh, do wow. have to carry on with your life. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. Um, but uh, sometimes I go, Oh shit. I'm, you know, I, I don't think I don't yeah. consciously sit down to have a think about dad moment, but when he does pop into my mind, I think, Oh God, I've been getting on with things and just yeah. haven't thought about it for a while. You almost feel guilty about that because when your dad passes away or when somebody close to you passes away, you're, you want to remember them forever and you want you want to be celebrating their life or thinking about them forever. But the truth mm. is, is life gets in the way of that. And, and you of know, course it does, you know, yeah. You can't help that. And so, you know, it's just one of them things. No, oh, mate. But you're, it must add to your success that, you know, you've come through all that sort of shit throughout your life. And then, uh, and, that, and to get where you are now must really add to it. You must have that, a massive sense of achievement. You know, and I think that was what that would your parents would be proud as well. They'd go, "Wow, despite everything, look look what he's done." You know, yeah, I guess. uh, Well, the truth is, Rich, you don't ever really feel like you've made it, do you? I mean, I feel like no, no. I feel like I'm muddling along and waiting to get found out. Is the truth of it? Do you know what I mean? It's like (laughs) loads of people say that. Yeah, yeah. And that's not to say I don't enjoy it. I love my job and I love what I do. But at the same time, I don't ever think to myself, "Fucking hell, Rob." You are smashing it, mate. Do you know what I mean? You don't ever, you don't think. <laughs> no, like I suppose. No, of course like you don't. You just think. You, you just think. I just think. Fucking hell, that didn't go shit. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> I'm gonna do this next thing, and I hope I don't get found out on that one. That is. That is honestly my attitude. You know, I think that's everyone's attitude to it. Regardless, I think of, you're. Of yeah, but um, I think you're right, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's, you know, who knows? I sometimes think to myself, if my family had not gone through what they'd gone through, I don't think I would have been a comedian. And I'm not talking about. It what the about the wiring and you know people talk about how we're we're different in the head or whatever. I just think I would have followed a more orthodox path. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, because yeah. I wasn't fro- if I hadn't been thrown off the route that our family was headed on, I don't know if I would have gone. Oh, I'm just fuck it. I'm just going to give it a go. Do you know what I mean? I just don't think. Yeah. I would have done any of that. So I just think I you know without getting into the cliches of everything happens for a reason. I do think. You are shaped by those experiences. You know, I, I often say mm. if I didn't have a lazy eye, I wouldn't have been a comedian because I just think it makes you a bit of an outsider. And so yeah. you have a different way of looking at, you know, I wasn't one of the, I used to get the piss taken out of me about it all the time. And yeah. so that puts you in a different social standing. Do you know what I mean? And I think that, yeah, 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 and that makes yeah. you look at things. I mean, it physically makes you look at things differently, but you know, it, <laughs> it, it does make you look at things differently. You have a different position. And yeah. so I think all of those things contribute, contribute rather, if you want to pronounce it correctly. And then, but I, the, the, the thing that I think, the, the one thing that I think I feel the most happy about is my mum, is my mum getting her, her being on TV or her enjoying oh, yeah. the success and all that kind of stuff. I, I think that, I, I, mate, I went through, I mean, I reckon I went through two years of, living in a, staying in a bed and breakfast. My mum, my brother and I were in the same room, maybe 18 Bloody months. Hell. And I reckon my mum cried herself to sleep 80 to 90% of those nights. Oh, like that mate. is, 
And so like, you sort of think about that. I mean, you think now yeah. to, I think to myself, well, my mum's doing this, that and the other. Like, she's so happy mm. in how things well, have yeah. turned. Do you know what I mean? She's so happy yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah. And I think to myself, well, fucking hell, that is an amazing thing for her. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. That's a, that goes above everything else. Yeah, I mean, that's, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, her life is completely turned around. That's, yeah. that's, that is beautiful. That really is. And your brother's a top lad as well. Yeah, he is. Have you gigged yeah. him at all? Yeah, yeah. I did right, his right. gig in. I did his gig in oh, Crawley. Crawley, yeah, yeah. Crawley, yeah, he's a yeah, top. He's a top lad. Really, yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, funny man. It's funny, isn't it? It's like I, yeah, I, I Kyle Canane, this uh, American comic. Yes, yeah, I know Kyle. Yeah, yeah, and he said the same thing. He said, you know, he's from, you know, I'm from the suburbs. I didn't have to struggle. Yeah. You know, he goes, it goes, it's really hard to kick against anything <laughs> yeah. when everyone's going, you know, they go, oh, I want to start a rock band. We're going to yeah. be anarchy. We're going to be this. And, that. and your mum's like, yeah, yeah, just use a basement. He's like, what? <laughs> no, no, wait, no. Yeah, takes you down to the shop the next day, buys yeah, all the yeah. guitars. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. You go, yeah, look, listen, you've got to wrap this up by 11, but yeah, crack on, guys. He's <laughs> yeah. like, no, I've got nothing to fight against. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's it. We didn't, I, I just felt, I always felt I was different, but I didn't know why. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I was picked on at school and then I was picking on people and yeah, I just didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. And then it, and and because of that, that's I think that's why I became a comedian. Like yeah. that, not feeling like I fit in anywhere. And then I met comedians and go, oh yeah, these are my people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. None of us fit in and we're all weird and we're all, I don't know. Yeah, funny, isn't it? I don't know. I would have. I would have just been a. I would have just been a, a van driver from Kent. No, no disrespect to any van to drivers Kent, from no, Kent. Um, yeah, Kent van drivers are the best. I mean, they, they are the they, best. They are very much up there, aren't they? As van drivers go, so um, no. <laughs> they're the pinnacle of the van driving yeah, community. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Big up the Kent van drivers, man. <laughs> And you got your hip hop as well. You're a big fan of hip hop. Yeah, I love it, man. I I've been, I've, I kind of, I got into it a bit when I was a kid because right. like, everyone else was. I didn't. I kind of knew bits and bobs. Yeah, uh, but it's only recently I've been going back and having a look. And my yeah. son bought me um, Midnight Marauders from a right, right, right. Yeah, it's an amazing album. I think you're. I think that the way that you're describing it is true of a lot of people with hip hop in terms of you know of our age. I mean, who like we're, we're into yeah. it when they were younger, and then sort of. It sort of got away from them a bit, and then yeah. now they're kind of later on they've got back to it. And I, I think that a lot of people have that experience. But I just um, I, there's something about, and I know that you're a music fan, but like, mm. like I think there's something about I don't know the pleasure of listening to music, and and the thing about hip hop for me is the whole culture, everything about it. I just absolutely love, you know, and yeah. Um, you can be the thing I like about it, as I guess is true of a lot of music, is I have nerdish tendencies, and hip hop rewards that. You know, if you know where oh, yeah, these yeah. breaks have come from, and you've studied yeah. bars and lyrics and shit like that, and you know that Nas spit this bar on this track and it came out on this color vinyl and all this wanky yeah, shit. You know yeah. I mean? That's actually that's actually that attitude is rewarded in hip hop culture. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's something that you know I really love. I, I do find that. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's Lisa finds it very, very. You know, sometimes I. It depends on the type of music, but sometimes I'll be listening to hip hop, and Lisa will look across at me like I can't believe a grown man thinks this is music. <laughs> and then other times, like when it's you something, know, oh, man. when it's something like Midnight Marauders, like Tribal, The Roots, or a band like that, she actually will say, oh, yeah. "Actually, this is quite good." But all of that kind of, you know, the real. 
I guess the kind of the stuff that people stereotypically attach to hip hop, you know, that kind of beats and like crime raps and all that kind of shit. She just looks at me like, yeah. you can't, I, I can't <laughs> believe you would put this on. It's insane. Get off the body of the car. <laughs> yeah, pick, exactly. pick up your, right, pick up your fibers. Hundred <laughs> percent. But I, that's what I love about. I love. I love uh, music that changes the landscape. So hip hop exploded and yeah. it changed. It changed the way people dressed. It changed. It it brought into back into the the limelight people like Herbie Hancock and yeah. And, and, and not because they were getting in on it, but the the, the riffs and the breaks that they were, that were there were it was theirs, you yeah, know. So yeah, it I I I I got most of my musical education from hip hop and listening to the blues and and all that sort of thing. Because you go, oh, where's because you'll put something on and someone will go, well, you know, that's blah blah blah, and you go, really? And then you go looking, and that's what I love. And yeah, that's what I, that's why I, I love I love music. Yeah. I, I will have I have I have music on all the time. I was talking to Scroobius Pip about this and we were saying, because a lot of people I grew up with now, they're all racist and homophobic and yeah. they're all sexist and they're all, they're horrible. And you're like, how did you grow up like that? But I didn't, but I grew up with you. Yeah, and I think it was yeah. to do with, I think it was to do with music, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. you're totally right, man. Listening to people like Erasure and, and Jimmy Somerville and, and Frankie Goes to Hollywood. So you knew about the gay scene and then you yeah. listen to you listen to hip-hop on the blues and you'd know about that. And yeah, it was, it, I think music is so important. Do you, do your lads, are your lads into it? They're not into hip-hop in the slightest. No. It's, it's an absolute bane of my existences. But I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's them kicking against... I don't, I don't know. I mean, they find it just, uh, they just find it utterly boring, to be honest with you. Like, they are into music, but they're into, I mean, my, my oldest son, he's starting to get into, he's starting to have a bit more of a an actual interest, whereas the other two will just listen to whatever's on the radio a lot or whatever happens to come right. on they sort of get into. Um, but even the hip-hop that my eldest son listens to is shit. So, do you know what I mean? So it's like... <laughs> is he listening to modern hip-hop, is he? Well, no, I mean, I like modern, but it's a specific type of it that he's... I mean, he's just into just this, like... I, it's not for me, Rich. I've got to be open-minded about it. It was not made for me. And if I liked it, the, the people that made it would probably absolutely be fucking devastated that a fat dad in his 40s was into their music. Do you know what I mean? So, That's it. There's got to be that generational thing. Yeah, exactly. we're, we're, yeah, we're supposed to turn around and go, oh, that's shit. Yeah, exactly. go, oh, you don't get it, Dad. Yeah, Whatever. I think they'd be absolutely <laughs> delighted to know that I hate it. <laughs> so what's that? Are you working on anything while you're on lockdown? You got any projects going on? Well, we're I'm about to try and we're about to do this uh second series of this show the Ranga Nation that I did for BBC2 last year. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and we're trying to figure out I guess we're going to try to figure out what incarnation that will take because of obviously obvious limitations. So I'm working on mm. that at the moment. Um and then just various bits and pieces man. I'm, I'm I'm taking the opportunity to try and write some stuff, but the truth is my my um good intentions of I mean, I was so aspirational at the beginning of this lockdown. I mean, the, the, <laughs> Same, yeah. The, the, the things I was going to get done, do you know what I mean? It's just, I mean, I know this is the case <laughs> of everybody, but I really did. I was thinking I'm going to structure my day. I'm going to have this, that, and the other done. And to be honest with you, mate, it's actually contributed a bit to my anxiety because I like to feel like I'm cracking on with stuff, as I'm sure you do. You know, we all want to feel like yeah, we're yeah, working yeah. on stuff and we're getting bits done. And then what would happen is I would get to the end of a day and um, I'd feel like I hadn't done anything and I start to go to bed like 
shitting myself about how I hadn't done anything. Like, do you know what I mean? I mean, it was only yeah, when, same. Yeah, and it's only when I saw a tweet or a couple of people said something like, it is okay to just get through your days on occasion. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to be yeah. working on a novel. You don't have to be working on a screenplay or whatever the whole time that we're on lockdown. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Exactly, man. It is yeah. enough just to fucking get... Because the thing is, the other thing is, is you've got this anxiety of the circumstances running in the background the whole time. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. it is going to affect you, even if you're not actively thinking about it. It is in the background. So... Oh, I course, think man. that I think you've just got to be kind to yourself in that way. Do you know what I mean? Without sounding too wanky, but I do think you do have to just go. Oh, do you know what? If I've done fuck all today, I've done fuck all. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're in oh, a weird mate. situation. Do you know what I mean? Let's just try and get. Yeah, through it. I keep seeing comedians. They're all doing live this and yeah. and this that, and the other. And I'm just sitting there going, I've only been up ten minutes. And I don't. <laughs> I don't know what. Oh God. Oh God. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't written a note of the. I haven't oh, written no. anything to do with with my book or anything like that. But yeah, like you say, you've just got to let yourself. It's, you know, you've got to be like kind to yourself and everyone's upset and uh, yeah, you'll, have, yeah. you'll have waves of euphoria, you'll have waves of sadness. And you just, like you say, you just got to get through your day. Yeah. And I remember like, you know, yeah. sometimes the best things happen, you know, the best things creatively happen. I'm talking about, you know, in our job specifically, like yeah, when you're not thinking about it. And I remember like, you know, I've been struggling to write tour shows or whatever. And then I thought, fuck it, I'm not going to think about it for a, a week. And then three days into it suddenly this fully formed routine routine pops into my head and you sort of think well actually if i'd have been sat if i'd have chained myself to my desk and be agonizing over this i probably wouldn't have come up with any of this do you know what i mean it's like yeah, so I think yeah, you, yeah. Can't, you, you can never figure out the weird thing about what we do is it doesn't actually it doesn't proportionally reward the amount of time you throw into it really do you know what i mean you could you could spend yeah. the whole day trying to write stuff and come up with fuck all and then you might be doing the washing up or something and in 10 minutes, yeah. you come up with this whole fucking sitcom idea. Do you know what I mean? So it's totally unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, I've done that with Jade. We'd be just sat yeah. having a cup of tea in the morning, having breakfast. Yeah. And then she'll say, oh, I've got to come up with this idea for this thing. Yeah. And then I'll just go, what about this? Blah, 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 blah. And she's yeah. like, what the fuck? I'm going, yeah, I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like you say, if you sit down and go, right, today I'm going to write this, I'll, I'll come up with nothing. So there's, I used to hear that. People go, oh, I'll write two hours a day. I put most of it in the bin. I'm like, well, that just sounds like a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. I think, it just, and I just, I just don't work that way. I'm not yeah. very academic, so I can't, I don't sit and do that, which is... No, yeah, and I, I, I also, if I sat down for two hours, I'd have to factor in six hours of being distracted into that. There's, there's no <laughs> way that I could be focused for that amount of time, man. No, I can't do that. Two yeah. hours, are you kidding? And then, and then you've got your young kids as well, and yeah. they're running around. Yeah, I mean, they, I can't, I've basically decamped to the garage because right. uh, it's the only way I can get any work done. I mean, right now, the problem is that the internet's not good enough in the garage. So I'm going to have to come back in whenever I'm doing anything that requires internet. But like, yeah. if I'm if I'm around the kit... By the way, what I just said was the most boring... I reckon it's the most boring <laughs> 20 seconds of talking I think anyone's ever committed to record. I'm going to cut for the promo, guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's going in the trailer. Yeah, I have to, I have to, I have to come back inside because the internet doesn't provide... The, the, the internet signal's not quite the requisite level for me to get to do what I need to do, Rich. You know? <laughs> Fucking hell. What made me think that was okay to say out loud? Jesus There's a nerd Christ. in you, the nerd in you. <laughs> but anyway, the, the point is, is that if I'm anywhere near the kids trying to do work, it just doesn't happen, do you know what I mean? And the other thing as well, because Jade's got... She's got stuff going on, so there's there's like phone calls being made and meetings being set up, right. and 
And then if I've got something as well, we have to we have to be stood there going, ah, oh, babe, I'm gonna, you know, we have to try and find corners of the flat to do <laughs> these. Uh, I mean, it's you know, it's first world problems, isn't it? It's not. Yeah. There could yeah. be there's other things. I mean, at least, at least we got our health. We're not we're not one of us isn't in hospital, so sure. But I mean, I think you have to you have to let yourself off for that. I mean, I know like yeah. it is first world problems, but it is still a problem. You know when people go. You know when you go, oh, my Wi-Fi's fucked, and they go, you know there's people starving in Africa, and they go, yeah, but I, 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 I wouldn't be able to tell you because I can't get on the internet to read that new story. <laughs> it, it's still yeah. a problem for me. Yeah. So it's all right if, if let, I talk if you, about it. <laughs> if you sort my internet out, and then I'll have a look at that. Yeah, I mean, let exactly. me get... <laughs> oh, mate. It's funny. I, I, I used to get really bogged down with... I still, to a, I still do to a certain extent, knowing that there's atrocities happening around the world, like people yeah. are starving and there's you know, like all the stuff in Syria. And, 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 then, and then I got to a point where I'm like, I can't, I can't change it. Me, me staying up, sitting up all night worrying in bed doesn't, doesn't help them. It doesn't. It oh, doesn't mate, change it's, it. It's, I don't. I don't know what to do. You it's know, such it's, a difficult. It's such a difficult thing because, you know, when you actually engage properly with all of the things that are going on, you 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 actually start to think, well, how the fuck can I, with a clear conscience, live my life and not have it devoted to try and sort something out? Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, why am I? Yeah. How how are we doing comedy? when shit yeah. like that's going on, you know, like you, you just, it's very, very difficult. And I think you're absolutely right. You have to go, well, I can't do anything. And then if you try, you know what I found is like, I had that same thing. And then I, I actually think it's doing something, you know, doing something locally or doing yes. something that you can affect some sort of change. So for example, I had, I went for a similar thing and then we've got this food bank and this homeless centre down yeah. the road from me, um, Crawley Open House, and I just started helping them out. And that's not oh, brilliant. That's not sorting out Syria, but at the same no. time, it is. You are doing something. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Do you know what I mean? I'm, by the way, I'm not putting myself up forward as a, as a saint here for doing that. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that I've said that before. If we we can't we can't sort out the bigger picture. We can't sort out. There's no nothing we can do. To, to help the people of Syria. Yeah. Uh, uh, like we can't go over there and sort things out. We're not Bono, but we, we, like you say, doing things in our little area, affecting change in that way. And hopefully then that spreads out to more people and yes. then they do something yeah. else. And then, yeah. and that like, you've just, you've hit the nail on the head. That's exactly, that's all you can do. Yeah. yeah. You sort out your own little area. That brings us neatly down back to what's going on now. People are looking out for each other. We are. I, we now know our neighbours. We didn't know them before. And yeah, now, I know it's mad, isn't you it? Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just putting there was a note put through the door saying, "Look, if you need anything, give us a shout." And yeah. then I dropped them. I dropped them a text going, "Yeah, cool. If you need anything as well, give us a shout." And yeah, and I think those little changes are happening, which is yeah. a beautiful thing. Beautiful I mean, I thought thing. our neighbours were pricks, but since this, I, I've had it confirmed <laughs> they are. But at least, at least I know for definite. Do you know what I mean? You're going to start getting all King Gary on them. Start, <laughs> <laughs> start fucking up their barbecues. <laughs> that looked great fun to play that. That oh, sinister neighbour. That was amazing. How good was that? That was so good. <laughs> I mean, I love like, I love Tom, uh, Tom yeah. Davison. Um, when he told me about his part, I just thought it sounds, it's going to be such a laugh to play that. Do you know what I mean? And we did have it's a lot so, of fun. You play it so well. You're so just you just play it just right it's oh, really cool it's good to see it's, it's funny I know I've known I knew Tom 
I met Tom years ago right. through, through comedy. Yeah. And um, I remember we worked on uh, Bob Hoskins' last film. Right. It was called, uh, it was called, uh, it was called Outside Bet. And it was a mate of mine's uh, book he wrote called The Mumper about this racehorse. Right. And there's me, me and Tom. We're, we were playing the bookies at this race course and Tom was, I see Tom, I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, well, I'm in this, aren't I? And he's just this lolloping giant dude yeah. being this, it's really funny. And it ended up, we ended up, I, I think my elbow made it to the cut, but Tom was there. So oh, he's come on leaps of, he's, he's come so far, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's, um, he's got a proper work ethic and yeah. uh, he's, um, He's very, ta- he's obviously supremely talented, do you know what I mean? He's a, and he's a really yeah. good bloke, do you know what I mean? I, I think that when you see someone who's successful, it's part of you that wants them to be an arsehole. But it's actually, yeah. you know, you just sort of think there's, you need to balance it out somehow. But um, he's actually, he's actually a really nice bloke. He's, uh, he's a top dude, isn't he? Yeah, he's lovely. Absolutely. Totally. And you do, uh, do you do League of Their Own as well, is it? Yes, yeah, yeah, regular on League of Their yeah. Own. Yeah. Do you enjoy yeah. that? I do. I love it. Um, I really love it, except for all of the physical challenges on it, all of those, <laughs> uh, those bits I absolutely hate. And we always do it at the end of the episodes, like when we're doing the record. Oh, do you? And it just hangs over me the entire show. <laughs> Particularly if it's, really, got that? if it's a really on. bad one, I just properly, I just can't, you know, you're supposed to be having a laugh. Yeah. Um, and you've got this, you've got this, this shadow of impending yeah. doom. Yeah, it's just <laughs> looming it's absolutely over you. horrendous. Um, <laughs> and, and and people say to me, you can't be scared every single time. And I go, I am, mate. I absolutely dread it every <laughs> single time I do it. Like, it's awful. <laughs> well, you don't look like it. You look like you're having a great time, Rob. Oh, uh, thanks, mate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You've got enough, you got enough toilet roll, mate? Toilet roll we're all good for. Um, we're, we're, we're sort of holding up. You know, we're all good. The the biggest issue for us in this house, to be honest with you, has been breakfast cereal. Because oh, really? I, I'm a massive breakfast cereal fan and I've passed that on to the kids. They smash through <laughs> absolute tons of it. And so that has been the biggest issue for us in our house. We, we, we're currently running low. So we're oh, going mate. out on another, Lisa's going out on a, I've had to, I've had to, Lisa and I, we've had to have a family meeting about it because, <laughs> because basically Lisa doesn't like the kids eating sugary cereal, right? So the, yeah. they don't have Cocoa Pops or anything like that unless we're on holiday. Well, then on holiday, they get all excited because they're allowed to have whatever cereals they want. I've had to, yeah. we've had to sit Lisa down and say to her, <laughs> look, it's a global pandemic. We're on lockdown. Can we put forward a motion that we relax a sugary cereals rule just <laughs> just while we're going through this, and she's just accepted. Blows over. She's accepted, <laughs> and we're absolutely drowning in cocoa pops. <laughs> day after day. Do you know what we? It's funny we don't really have uh, cereal here either. Right. But the other day I came in, I bought one box of Cheerios. Yeah. And I left them on the side, and Jade and Paul have gone bananas for them. They go, why don't we have these more often? I go, because oh, we were no. trying to be healthy. <laughs> Wait, cereal so, is the one, mate. Yeah. It's so good, <laughs> mate. The thing, the thing about it is, it's delicious, and the prep time on it is beautiful. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's literally the, ty- the 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 window between thinking I fancy a bowl of cereal and being halfway through that bowl of cereal <laughs> is about two and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah, so, halfway through, you go. I'm gonna have another bowl. <laughs> yeah. 
it's amazing. What a laugh. Uh, I, proper, we've been using proper milk as well. They, oh. been, we, because we had oat milk and all that for ages, yeah. almond milk and all that yeah. kind of gubbins, which we still got, but yeah. I'll be coming in with a couple of bottles of green. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Just care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Romish, this has been amazing. Thank you so much, mate. Mate, thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure to talk to you, mate, as always. Uh, and you, man. You take care. You I've, take I've got care. nothing but love for you. Thanks, man. Cheers, mate. Insane in the membrane. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.